0: Hi everyone, it's Jeannie, Pistol packing Mountain Mama Health Nut. Welcome to today's episode. I'm just sitting here in my office on our beautiful ranch in the Rocky Mountains of East Idaho. And the weather outside seems to have a bit of a chill to it, so I think fall is just around the corner. But I love fall, I love the cooler weather, and the, the leaves turning, so that's a good time. But I also know the winter's coming, so that's not so good. Before I start, if you want to learn more about me, check out my website the trash.podbean.com and remember to hit the follow button so you don't miss an episode. On the All Things Health segment today, as promised, I'm going to give you two tips for my weight loss program called TOT, which stands for Throw Out the Trash, and both of these you can start implementing right away. And I share the pros and cons of taking semaglutide drugs for weight loss. In the Mountain adventure segment, I'm going to tell a story about a little mysterious mouse, or or <laughs> Was it a ghost mouse? You'll have to keep listening to find out. But first, I'd like to take a minute and talk about a sponsor for my podcast called 3 International. They have the most amazing, high-quality nutritional supplements you can buy. I personally use these products, and I'll, I'll tell you right now that I feel better than I ever have before. My blood sugars are stable, and I have more energy. One product that I really like is called Immune. With the flu season just around the corner, now is the time to boost your immune system. But how to do this easily is the question. 80% of your immune system is in the gut and the product immune has ingredients that supports this. And they use curcumin, reishi mushroom, nano silver, zinc, vitamin C, calcium, elderberry, lion's mane mushroom, vitamin D3, aloe vera, and vitamin E. And all you have to do is take two small capsules a day and you're protected all day. No more taking a bunch of different products when all you have to do is take just one. Now, all of these products are listed in the Physician's Desk Reference, and you can find these at www.pdr.net. If you want to find out more information about the three products, check out the website, genieolson.iearth. And both of these links are in the show notes. And I also have another link in the show notes, so if you want to purchase the products at the wholesale price, check out the website. It starts genieolson.ii.earth, but it says Enrollment, so check that out. Okay, my two weight loss tips. Okay, so TOT is the name of my weight success program, and I say success because it's not so much about losing weight as it is about being at the weight you want to be at where you feel your best. Because you see, if you're overweight, you're just not in your best body yet, but it's in there. And as I promised for the next 10 episodes, I'm going to give you two weight success tips that you can start doing right now today. But why just two? Well, because creating habits takes time, and if you try to do everything a program suggests all at once, it can be overwhelming. So the idea is to practice each tip for a week, and then next week, keep doing these tips, and then I'll give you two more to add to what you're already doing. Now please know I'm working hard to put my entire program together, and it will be available either as an ebook or paperback, so I'm really excited about that. And there's a lot more details in the program itself. Okay, so the weight success tip number one, what's your why? Why do you want to become more healthy? Okay, now that part's kind of a no-brainer. Or why do you want to lose weight? First off, you need to do it for yourself. If you're doing it because that's what your spouse wants or your mother-in-law or your kids or friends want, you'll never be successful. It'll just be drudgery. So I want you to do it for you. So what I suggest is journaling. Get a journal or a tablet or your laptop and start writing about your childhood memories, good and bad, stories, what it was like for you growing up in your home. Why do I suggest you go back so far? Well, most weight issues start when you're younger. Maybe you eat when you're stressed. Well, why? Maybe food's a comfort for you. Why? Maybe you just like to eat. And chances are you may be genetically predisposed to gaining easily. Or maybe you have a food addiction, like chocolate or sugar. It doesn't matter, really, until you get right down to the root cause. You can never heal or fix the problem. And journaling can help you figure out what that is. Now please know that, I'm sure you know by now, I'm not a psychologist, but over the years of helping people lose weight, i found there's always an underlying reason for being overweight. Journaling is also a great way to write a memoir about you to pass on to your family and there's a lot more to journaling than I can go into but for now just focus on what's your why and your reason. Okay, Weight success tip number two and this is about serving sizes and if you're like me it's time consuming to read the serving sizes of everything you eat. If you cook at home or you eat out a lot it's virtually impossible to know the exact serving sizes. Now why is serving sizes one of the first things I suggest? because weight gain comes from eating too many calories and not burning them off. So let's start with just cutting down those calories. I could say cut out all the junk food, because that's important and you should do that, but cutting back on everything you eat initially will be less calories in and less to burn off. And I have an easy way for you to determine the serving size. I adopted part of this from USANA Health Sciences, but basically what you do is you use your hands. Chances are you have them with you all the time, so it's very convenient. So a serving size for a protein, just look at your hand, and it's the size of your palm. Now everybody's hands are different, so if you're like a six foot five guy, you're gonna have a bigger palm, but you also need a bigger portion size than if, let's say, you were a five foot to 120 pound female. She'll require a lot less food. So the protein is the palm of your hand. That's the serving size. Fruits is the size of just one of your fists. Vegetables is the size of two of your fists, so you can eat twice as many vegetables as fruits, and basically because they don't break down into sugar as quickly. Grains and breads is the size of one fist, so that's the same as fruit. And healthy fats is two fingers, so take your index finger and your middle finger, and that's about the size of fats that you can have per serving. And it used to be at the end of your pinky finger, and that's not very much. Practice that. Try it out and see how it works this week. So practice the serving sizes and grab you a journal and just start writing about your childhood, good or bad. Okay, and that's it for this week. And you might be thinking that this is just too slow. But remember, you didn't gain the weight overnight, so you can't lose it overnight. And if anyone tries to tell you that you can lose it quickly without gaining it back, is fooling you. And so what about semaglutide? You all know by now that I'm against most pharmaceutical drugs. There are a few that have been around for over 40 years and have been proven over and over again that are safe. But they still are chemicals that are not natural for the human body. Well, there's a new class of pharmaceutical drugs known as semaglutides that are on the market. You'll probably recognize some of these brand names, and I hope I pronounced them correctly. Ozempic, Wagovi, or ribelsis, and they're hot on the market right now. Now these drugs are used for type 2 diabetes, and they also reduce the risk of major cardiovascular events. But they're also used for weight loss, and it's only available by prescription. Two of the brands are administered by injection and one in tablet form, and it's about $1,000 a pop, and that's average, and you take it once a week, so that's about $12,000 a year. All three drugs are made by the same pharmaceutical company called Novo Nordisk and they first discovered Ozempic in 2012 and then the FDA approved this drug for the first time in 2017 for diabetes and then in 2020 they approved it for the risk reduction of cardiovascular events in patients who have diabetes and then in 2022 the FDA approved higher doses that could be administered so it's so new. Wegovia was FDA approved in 2021 for weight loss and again in August of this year, 2023, for reduction in cardiovascular events. Wegovia is mostly used along with exercise and diet for weight management. So how does it work? According to Drugs.com, it helps decrease caloric intake by activating GLP-1 receptors in the brain that are involved in appetite regulation. So... It basically suppresses your appetite. And this drug is administered by injection once a week. So I hope you're going at give yourself a shot, because I know I'm not. <laughs> this drug already has a black box warning for increased thyroid tumors. So why hasn't it been pulled off the market? If they know this so soon, do they really need years of studies to prove it? Ribelsis is administered in pill form, so it's probably less expensive. And the FDA first approved this drug in 2019. Apparently, you can see massive amounts of weight loss, like over 100 pounds in some individuals, so that's why these drugs are so appealing. And doctors are prescribing these drugs to help their patients who have a lot of weight to lose and and feel they have no other options. The problem is it's being prescribed so much for weight loss that it's becoming increasingly hard to get for patients that who could really use it for diabetes. So the initial side effects of taking any of these three drugs are upper GI problems like nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, or constipation, and muscle loss. And the drug is so new, they really don't know the long-term effects it can have. Novo Nordisk claims that this drug can be used for long-term weight management. So basically, they're saying it's something that you'll need to be on for the rest of your life, and so I cringe at that. How do they know you can use it long-term? You know, and what's sad is to see younger people posting videos on YouTube showing how much weight they lost, and it is impressive, and they boast that they don't have to control their portion sizes, and I worry about that because while they're on the drug, it's altering the brain and making them feel less hungry, and the problem is when you stop taking the drug, the hypothalamus in the brain remembers how much you weighed before you started, and then you gain the weight back plus some. If you don't change your habits and the way your brain sees things as you lose, you will go right back to the old you. The brain's a very powerful thing, but it can get used to the new habits you create over time, and it will adapt with you as you adapt. So as I end this segment, I say throw out the semaglutides and other weight loss drugs. And I understand that many people feel overwhelmed and they're desperate to lose the weight and feel better. But in my opinion, in the short term, you have to experience some pretty nasty side effects. And then in the long run, you gain the weight back plus some. And there's no significant data yet to show the long-term effects on your body except for the FDA saying that thyroid tumors are possible. And the fact that they admit that is huge. It wouldn't be worth it to me to damage my thyroid because it has so many functions in the body and the cost is outrageous. So you have to pay that out of pocket, or hope your insurance company will help out. So I think there's better alternatives. Well, I hope you found this All Things Health segment helpful. Please share it with someone who you think might benefit from it. Now, stay tuned as I share a true story about a little mouse. Was it a ghost? Keep listening and find out. It's time for Mountain Adventures. When you live off-grid in the mountains, anything can happen, especially when you own and operate a cattle ranch with your husband. And Nick and I have shared this adventure together for the last 25 years, and there's never been a dull moment. And sometimes it involves larger animals like mountain lions and wolves, and sometimes it's just a teeny tiny little mouse. But before I tell you about the mysterious mouse, I always like to share fun stories about our dogs and cats, They're a huge part of our family, and of course, they each have their own personality. Well, One late afternoon, I decided to go for a run, and both of our dogs, Belle and Ben, were lying lazily in the front yard. In the past, both of them would go with me, but however, as Ben has advanced in age, he's developed arthritis in his hips and he can't walk very well, so he seems pretty content to stay in the yard. And Belle, even though she's only four years old, will stay with him out of loyalty. But this particular day, I convinced her to go with me. Now, she really didn't want to go. I could tell. She was dawdling, and she kept looking back at Ben. But after a few pets and loves, she decided she would go with me. You know, if she had to. But she's still being so slow about it. She stayed behind me about 15 feet. I think she thought she could give me the slip when I wasn't looking. I really like her to go with me because she's my eyes and ears for animals like mountain lions and wolves. Now, before I start my run, I walk to the bottom of the steep dugway that goes up to our house, and then I run out to the highway, which is about another mile and a half. And at the top of this dugway, as Belle and I were walking, we heard Ben bark just once, just one bark. And Belle stopped, and her ears perked up, like, you know, she was listening. And I immediately told her, come on, Belle, Ben's fine, let's go. After hearing Ben bark just that once, All of a sudden her whole attitude changed and she trotted up to me and I swear I hear her say, come on, let's get a move on, quit dawdling. (laughs) So I picked up my pace and once we got to the bottom of the dugway, I started my run. And so I looked back after a little bit to make sure that Belle was keeping up with me and she was nowhere to be found. She totally ditched. She had to get back to Ben so they could both lay on the cool grass and do nothing. Wow, how do you like that? Thanks for keeping me safe. (laughs) Apparently, Ben's one bark meant, get back here. Don't you just love dogs? Now, about the time we had a mouse inside our house. It was a peaceful summer night, and all of us were sleeping soundly, even the dogs outside, when all of a sudden, our daughter Katie let out a huge scream. Of course, I was up in an instant. My husband Nick never did come out of the bedroom. I'm pretty sure he didn't hear a thing. He never hears it when I think someone is breaking into the house. I have to wake him up to go check for me, and he always comes back and tells me, Oh, you're safe. The burglar didn't come in the house. He's probably out in my shed stealing stuff. Wow. Well, I rushed into Katie's room, and she's standing on her bed, and she's frantically yelling, There's a rat. Like, a rat? What? I'm thinking like a one- or two-pound rat, the way she was going on about it. But it was just a little old mouse. No, I say that calmly, but in reality, I hate mice as much as I hate spiders, snakes, and pack rats. I saw the mouse scamper out of her room and into the kitchen behind the stove. Oh, great. So then I had to go wake Nick up. So glad we weren't in danger or anything. But he did come out, and he helped us set a trap, and we placed it next to the stove. We all went back to bed and slept with our doors closed so the mouse wouldn't come in. I kind of slept, because all I could think about was that little varmint leaving mouse droppings everywhere. When we woke up the next morning and checked the trap, it was empty. Oh, great. So we kept watching the trap for the next several days, and nothing ever bothered it. And we never seen any signs of it again, so I'm thinking in my head that it must have found a way outside, thank goodness. Well, late one afternoon, I stepped out onto the porch where we hang our coats, and we leave our muddy or snowy shoes and boots. And I have a wooden shoe rack for some of our shoes. Now, the top of this shoe rack has turned into a place for Nick to put extra bolts, wire, black tape, tape measures, oh, you name it, it's there. So as I entered the porch, I could smell it. I could smell a dead mouse. That little bugger hadn't found its way outside after all. It decided to die in the house. How convenient. But where was it? So I started looking around, and I finally decided to look behind the shoe rack, and there it was. But now, how to get it out? Well, just then, my daughter-in-law Megan stepped through the door. She and our son Jason had come up to the ranch for the day. So I asked Megan if she'd help me and she squirmed a little about doing it, so she went and got Jason to come help us. Jason stepped inside the door and immediately went back outside. He told us there was no way he was picking that up. Wait, what? He's a guy. Aren't they supposed to help us damsels in distress? He left us both just standing there. So Megan consented to helping me, but we had to have a plan because neither one of us wanted to touch the mouse, especially with our bare hands. So she found a pair of Nick's leather gloves that were way too big for her and I found a stick and a flashlight. And the flashlight was because it was kind of dark behind the shoe rack. The plan was for me to slide the dead mouse out from under the shoe rack with the stick and then she would grab it with her gloves and take it outside. I have to hand it to her that she would actually do that. Although I could tell she was just a bit squeamish about doing it. So after getting our supplies ready and getting our nerve up, I clicked on the flashlight, took the stick, and I slid the mouse out. I really couldn't see all that well, even with the light. It felt a lot bigger than a mouse. The tail was way longer than I thought it would be. And it felt a lot bigger. I thought to myself, Oh, jeez, is this a pack rat? Megan's gonna freak. Megan was standing ready with her gloves when I gave the mouse another push. And finally it was out in the open for us to see. And, <laughs> it was an electrical tester. Yep, <laughs> An electrical tester. Megan just stared at me and gave me the look that said, Really? That doesn't look like a mouse to me. I swear to you, it looked so much like a mouse when I first looked behind the shoe rack. I even smelled it, and it made so much sense. We hadn't caught the mouse that was in Katie's room yet, so it had to be it. So I'm thinking it was a ghost, that I actually did see a mouse, a ghost mouse. (laughs) Well, Megan and I started laughing so hard. Her at me for thinking it was a mouse and me at her for wearing oversized gloves and believing me when I told her there was a dead mouse on the porch and I needed her help. So I picked up the electrical tester and put it back on Nick's shelf. Hey, never a dull moment at the Enbaro Ranch. Okay, remember this, when you've done everything you can do, that's when God will step in and do what you can't. He loves you. Let him guide you in all your ways. I promise you won't be disappointed. See you next time.